Rosh Hashanah, also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Roughly 3,500 years ago, God ordained it as a holy convocation for his people. But why? Why would God have Israel mark the beginning of a new year in the fall? Today, discover the surprising truth about the Feast of Trumpets and what it means to you on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The biblical feasts of Israel are a cycle of Moedim, appointed times throughout the year. They're found in Leviticus chapter 23, six annual festivals plus the weekly observance of Shabbat. This week we enter into the first of what's known as the Fall Feasts. It's known today as Rosh Hashanah or the Jewish New Year. In the Bible, however, it's referred to as Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. I'll explain the difference a little later on in the program. Now, Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, is followed 10 days later by Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and culminates five days after with Sukkot, the final feast called the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles. Each biblical feast carries special meaning and prophetic symbolism that points to the Messiah Jesus and His atoning work for us. Some are fulfilled in His first coming, and others will be fulfilled upon His return. So I invite you to stay with us as I explore the first feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, and what it means for you. We're going to talk today about Rosh Hashanah, or the Jewish New Year. It's found in Leviticus chapter 23, and as I said before, it is the first of what's known as the Fall Feasts, the appointed time uh, that began a series of Fall Feasts. So look with me at Leviticus chapter 23, and actually it's very, very short. It starts in verse 23, and it simply says this. It's the Festival of Trumpets, the Feast of Trumpets, or in fact the Feast of, of the Shofar, Shofarim. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of Sabbath rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with shofar or trumpet blast. Do no regular work, but present a food offering to the Lord. Now, believe it or not, this is all that it says about this feast, the feast of trumpets, the feast of shofarim, the blowing of the shofarim or trumpets. Now, Notice that this was actually the first day of the seventh month. The biblical new year begins before Passover, and that's called Nisan or Abib. So a logical question. Why now is this the new year when it's the first day of the seventh month? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a good question, and I'll give you the answer. This is a later rabbinic addition. The rabbis tell us that this was the memorial of creation, that God created the world in the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month. And so the civil calendar now 
celebrates the new year, not at Nisan or Abib before the Passover, but now on the Feast of Trumpets, renamed Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. But the biblical and the civil calendars are different. Uh, you may find that strange. It is a bit strange. This came about through rabbinic Judaism, which developed about a hundred years after Yeshua into the second century. And uh, probably the shift came not until sometime in the early Crusader or Middle Age period. But uh, this is now a significant feast where we celebrate a new year, a new beginning, and we have all kinds of traditions. Uh, we we uh, dip apples into honey, and uh, we have the greeting, Happy New Year. But biblically, scripturally, it was not the new year. It was simply the Feast of Trumpets, or a time when a sacred assembly was called, the people did no work, and they blew the shofarim. As we commemorate Rosh Hashanah, uh, or, or more biblically, Yom Teruah, there's three traditional blasts sounded during this feast. And I'm going to give you those three tra traditional blasts, or I'm going to give them a try. So we'll take one of our shofars here. Thank you. This is a kudu shofar. This is not actually a ram's horn, but it's from a, a, a kudu, an antelope in Africa. This is a very popular form of shofar. There's about four or five different kinds of shofarim from different animals. This is very popular among the Sephardic. And I'll try the three traditional blasts that are sounded during uh, Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. So here we go. This is one long straight blast called tekiah. This is the first blast of the traditional uh, blowing of the shofar during uh, Yom Teruah, tekiah. The next one is called Shavarim. This is the second blast. This is three medium wailing sounds that sound something like this. The final blast is called Teruah. And these are quick blasts in short succession. Again, it's the Kia Shavarim, and now the final one, Teruah and it sounds something like this. There you have it, Dekia, Shavarim, Teruah, and that's repeated over and over again on Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel. 
a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care, but you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burnus that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah on DVD. Plus, his eye-opening teaching on CD titled, The Feasts of Israel. These fascinating resources will strengthen your faith and enhance your understanding of the deep prophetic significance woven into the fabric of each of these important autumn feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $80 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources and our small authentic shofar and solid wood display stand. It will serve as a unique and deeply meaningful reminder that you are a part of something that is saving lives and opening Jewish eyes to the gospel of Yeshua. Traditionally used on Israel's holiest days, the shofar will also be a beautiful reminder that he is coming again. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, Please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. The rabbis uh, have embellished this feast called it Rosh Hashanah because it's the first day of the seventh month. They're connecting it with the memorial of creation, and they call this now the beginning of the year, Rosh, the head of the year, when in fact, biblically, it's the month of Nisan or Abib, the month that we celebrate uh, Passover. And so it was a spring uh, beginning of the year, uh, but this was simply an embellishment of the rabbis that came uh, much, much later on. Biblically, in Leviticus 23, there's only four specific things that are commanded of the children of Israel in relationship to this feast of Teruah, or this day of Teruah, this day of the blowing of the shofar, or making a noise that we connect to the blowing of the shofar. So first, they were to gather together. This was to be a sacred assembly. Uh, of the children of Israel. So they gathered together. Secondly, the Lord commanded them to do no work, so this was a day of rest. Third, they were to make a food sacrifice, so there was a sacrificial offering. And then most importantly, they were to sound the shofar. They were to blow the shofar. Uh, the shofar was used for several different purposes in ancient Israel. There's a different number of different purposes that the shofar was for. First of all, the shofar was used to summon the people of Israel to worship. It was to call the people to worship. So when they were to gather together 
to worship the Lord, there would be a unique sound that the shofar would make. The shofar blowers would gather around the city or around the, the, the uh, gathering of the people, and they would sound the shofar, unique blast that would tell the people to prepare for worship. It could have been an evening sacrifice. It could have been one of the appointed times. But the blowing of the shofar, first to call people to worship, to sacred assembly. Second, the shofar was a warning to call troops to battle and to warn the people of imminent danger, such as invading armies. And so there would be another blast, and this was heard all too often in Israel and then later in Judah. There's a, a verse that speaks of the blowing of the shofar as a warning of impending doom, of impending armies descending on the children of Israel. And this is in Joel chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. We all know this scripture because there's a very famous song connected with it. it the scripture says, blow the trumpet, it's actually shofar, in Zion. Blow the shofar in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. This is a warning of coming judgment. We all know that song, blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the alarm, and of course we in the Messianic congregations, blow the shofar in Zion, Zion, and we're dancing and we're praising God and we're, we're, we're just enjoying it and joy is being poured out and we're dancing before the Lord. Well, guess what? This is not that kind of a song. It's actually misapplied. It's not blow the shofar in Zion because the Lord is coming in victory to bless his people, no. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. This is a warning. This is a sound of doom. This is a sound of dread. The invading armies are coming. You need to get ready. You need to prepare yourself. So this was a very frightening sound. I remember living during the 60s and we would have these drills for civil defense. It was during the Cold War, which gives away my age. And we would hear this, this terrible sound, Wah! and we would be, it would be training. It would come over the uh, school sound system, and we were taught to get under our desks, as if getting under our desks is somehow going to save us from a nuclear explosion. Uh, anyway, we, we would have those drills, and in some of these states where they have tornadoes, there's a tornado warning, and it's a, it's a frightening sound, I think, to hear the the sirens that are warning of a coming tornado or twister as they call it in Kansas and other places or to hear that air raid drill. Can you imagine living in London during the Blitzkrieg and you would hear this, the, the warning and you'd have to run down to the shelters because in just a few moments there would be uh, terrible explosions all around you from the, uh, from the German uh, buzz bombs. It, was, it had to be a terrible time to live. And then, of course, in Israel today, they have the air raid warnings, which means in just minutes, a missile may uh, actually explode nearby them and cause great destruction and death. A missile has been launched from Hamas in the, in the south or from Hezbollah in the north of Israel. And these are dreadful sounds. That was the blast 
of the shofar warning people to prepare for an invading army. There's going to be battle. There's going to be invasion. And so this was the sound of the shofar that warned of dread. And then the rabbis tell us that there was also a blast that would confound the, the spiritual enemies of Israel, confound Satan and his demons. Uh, so the shofar blast uh, is a very, very important part of ancient Israel, and today, commemoratively, the shofar is a sacred instrument of worship in Judaism, and we shouldn't take it lightly. Many blow the shofar just uh, all, w w very, very flippantly, as if it has no meaning, but to a Jewish person, this is a sacred tool of worship that we use only during specific festivals of the year, one of which is Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care, but you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help and we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burnus that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah on DVD. Plus his eye-opening teaching on CD titled, The Feasts of Israel. These fascinating resources will strengthen your faith and enhance your understanding of the deep prophetic significance woven into the fabric of each of these important autumn feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $80 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources and our small authentic shofar and solid wood display stand. It will serve as a unique and deeply meaningful reminder that you are a part of something that is saving lives and opening Jewish eyes to the gospel of Yeshua. Traditionally used on Israel's holiest days, the shofar will also be a beautiful reminder that he is coming again. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now.
our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel. And through that, we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the Bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. These are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, most of them have never been to a, a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care. And we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the B'nai Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days. And it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you and in the midst of using you, he will change you as well. We need you to say, he nani, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's been a, a remarkable experience for us. Uh, it's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I, I am a big giver. And so I felt that this was the next step to use the, the skill that God has given me to, to help mankind. When you're here, you get an opportunity to serve God, and it's, it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifice is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing their, your love to them. So it's and changed you. It's, it, it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can serve his children that are hurting. I am so happy to be here. Um, I was here three years ago, and I've been dying to come back ever since. There's, there's, it's hard to find words to describe how, what it's like to actually be here. You know, you see things on TV, you hear about it from your friends, but when you're actually here, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother ball field. When you look outside of the clinic at the masses of humanity, thousands of people waiting to get in, it truly is about helping a multitude. But for our volunteers, it's that one life that uh, was transformed that touched their heart. Imagine a life of hardship, hunger, and despair teetering on a knife-edge existence with no promise of tomorrow. Your health has been on the decline for years, and there exists no state or county clinic to help you. You're on your own. As an Ethiopian Jew, part of the Beta Israel community, you are an outcast, marginalized by society and despised by neighbors. This is the harsh reality for so many here. This is the life of Wakaya Getty. Today, she's making the difficult journey over the hilly and dusty roads of Gondar, dodging cars, goat herds, and crowds of people, a hike that will take her an hour and a half on blistered feet. But she's heard about the clinic, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get the medical attention she desperately needs, having endured abdominal pain brought on by complications during pregnancy. This will be the very first time she sees a physician. Dr. Lawrence is an emergency room doctor from Dallas. He wants to check her heart and lung functions to assess her overall health. Now treating her for her pain, but uh, she's gonna need to go to the GYN for continued workup. 
Dr. Fajardo from Columbia is a specialist at the clinic and was able to give her an ultrasound on site to aid in her diagnosis. It's the very first medical treatment of such she has ever received, and she is most likely unaware of the important role it plays in her health care. I just found out that this was the first time that she had seen a doctor, and um, if that problem keeps going, they will need to be repaired surgically. If you do all the prevention before, she will prevent surgery, she will prevent a lot of problems in the long run. Here in the prayer tent, she meets with volunteers who administer much-needed prayer for her health and family, as well as encouragement in hopes of lifting her spirit that is understandably downtrodden, offering a chance to unload the tremendous burden she shoulders each day. Hearing the good news of Yeshua, the spiritual counseling she receives is perhaps the first time she is told that while she has been abandoned, she is not forgotten or alone that God sees her plight and is reaching out to her even this very day through these volunteers acting as the hands and his feet of Yeshua. Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burness, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover lamb, an ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, with eye care, dental care, and it's all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today? Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. Just call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to Facebook 
facebook.com slash Jewish Voice and just like us on Facebook and we'll keep you updated on all that's going on here at Jewish Voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.